0: Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier, where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Emma Valentina. Emma is the Director of Strategic Content for Can I Rank? Welcome to the podcast, Emma.
1: Thank you. Very happy to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, Great to, to for you to join us and tell us how we can all rank on Google. Um, but before we get there, you know, I'm, I'm really interested. Can you give us a little bit of background about your career and how you've ended up um, with a career in SEO?
1: Yeah, so I think probably like a lot of folks in marketing, it's been a bit of a winding path. I started working in advertising and marketing in around 2004. So I've been hanging out for a while. Um, I was doing copywriting and eventually that took me into working in marketing and startups. Um, that took me into working for a very large corporation doing product content and um, from and I was not an SEO at the time. So writing a lot of blog content and a lot of sales type content, but with no understanding of kind of where that fit into the ecosystem of SEO. Um, And then after I left that, I I ended up interviewing with Can I Rank and getting this opportunity to learn kind of SEO from the ground up. They have a really great training program for new employees coming on. You kind of learn about all the different areas of SEO and it just was a perfect fit for everything that I was interested in and the things that I had done previously and getting to kind of uh, use that in a way that really helps clients get visibility.
0: Sounds great. but. Then you left and, and then came back to Can I Rank. So, so tell us a little bit about what happened there and what you learned uh, in your um, little holiday from the company.
1: Yeah, so I was offered an opportunity to work with a startup that was based in San Diego. And they were doing um, some really interesting technology around AI. So kind of identifying your ideal customers um, using this really uh, interesting AI software. Um, so I was an in-house SEO for them for about 10 months and they did a bit of restructuring. And so I was, you know, on the market again, looking for another opportunity and got in touch with the, can I rank folks? And it was just a perfect fit for what they needed at the time and what I thought I could bring to the table. So it was an interesting experience to go from working on the agency side of, managing multiple clients and, and putting together different types of campaigns to doing kind of that in-house work. And I think it helped me um, get a much better understanding of like the B2B um, challenges for SEO because it is a whole different animal. So I think I can come into my work with Can I Rank Clients with a, a lot more perspective on those specific challenges for B2B.
0: That That's fascinating. I mean, is there... Is there something you'd pick out that you see um, agencies or um, technology suppliers not doing that really would help clients?
1: Oh, probably a few things. Um, one big thing that I think a lot of companies struggle with is, you know, B2B, the search volumes around B2B, the, the and I'm, I'm talking specifically the keywords that matter to your business that are going to drive conversions. They're tiny. Um, so I, you know. I'm a huge fan of SEO. I think it's a really important piece of a marketing campaign. But as a B2B, you you have to kind of layer that in with the other aspects that you're doing. And I think a lot of companies see those small search volumes, not realizing the cost per click is massive. So they're really great for conversions. But they're like, well, it's only got 50 searches a month or 70 searches a month. That doesn't seem worth our time. Um, But it can actually drive really valuable and qualified traffic.
0: That's a great point. I think, you know, from my point of view, the other thing that a lot of people forget in B2B is you don't need huge numbers. Um, You know, if you look at Napier, we get, you know, several thousand, I mean, over 5,000 visitors a month to our website. We can only deal with about uh, two new clients a month. Mm -hmm. Um, So we we actually care about a very small proportion of the traffic. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of typical, do you think, with B2B? Or do you think people just go for the big numbers because it sounds good?
1: I think that's a a problem kind of industry-wide in terms of SEO. It's a lot of focus on kind of those marquee keywords like, oh, this has 40,000 searches a month. Yeah, but how many relevant people are going to come to your website from those 40,000? Because they're so broad, typically, those kinds of keywords that... You're getting a lot of traffic that actually doesn't have value for you, um, and I think that kind of skews your data in terms of what people are looking at on your site, what they're engaging with, and I think those smaller, more qualified, you know, visitors are going to tell you a lot more about who your target audience is and how to best speak to them.
0: Definitely, and actually, our website's are, you know a case in point in that a lot of our traffic goes to um, a smart goal generator that writes goals in smart you know, the smart format. Um, And it's like, I can tell you, virtually none of those people are ever going to be clients of Napier. and, And most of them are students. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to pass their uh, their various courses. But yeah, it, chasing volume doesn't make a lot of sense in SEO. But
1: you are doing good things for students and their goals. So there is a win there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, the truth is I used to uh, do some uh, guest uh, guest lecturing, part-time lecturing, and, and I actually produced it for the students because I got so tired of them not being able to write smart format for the goals. Anyway, I, I think back, back to your career and back to Can I Rank. So I, you're back at Can I Rank, and, and now I'm going to ask you the question, aren't, aren't there enough SEO tools in the world? Why, why do we need another one?
1: I am a huge fan of Can I Rank. I'll I'll put that out. I use it every day. It is filled with data. So um, it can feel really overwhelming when you're getting used to it, because there's so much to look at. And I think that's In general, true of marketing, there is a gazillion things that you can do to get your company's name out there and to connect with your people or your future people. So uh, it's one of the things I really enjoy about Can I Rank. They have an opportunities feed um, that tells you really quickly, I have one content piece that I can do this week. What's it going to be? And I can look at opportunities feed and filter through um, opportunities that the machine has created for me. Here's a keyword that your competitor is targeting that you don't have any content on. So, you know, optimizations are also in there as well, and I'm also a big fan of that as a tactic. So I like it because it gives me the information that I need and I can run with it. I think a lot of SEO tools aren't quite as good as that, like, actionable steps piece of the puzzle. I also frequently use um, SEMrush a lot for the visuals. I love to share their their kind of the keyword graphs in, when I'm reporting with clients. I think it's really easy to understand and see really quickly where you're at with the campaign. Um, Moz, of course, I use Moz Local a lot to see kind of where brick and mortars are struggling with their internet presence. So, I mean, every there are a ton of SEO tools out there and they all do certain things really, really well. And there are certain pieces of data that maybe I'm not getting from them.
0: Now you said something really interesting about Can I Rank? Because most of the SEO tools have got complex dashboards and things. And you talked about an opportunities feed. What what do you mean by that? What, What does that look like in practice?
1: So when you first sign up with Can I Rank, you enter your website It also works for agencies. So you could be managing multiple sites Um, and you'll put in your homepage URL, you'll put in your seed keyword that you're going for, probably some competitors. So once the software, once that's in there, the software kind of goes and pulls all of the, the companies that are ranking in that general domain. So if I'm selling a software, it's going to go and pull from my competitors' sites and see what keywords they're ranking for. It's going to pull from the, the number one ranker or the page one rankers right now and see what they're ranking for. And it's going to score my site based on that information. So it'll tell me, okay, compared to competitors and rankers right now, this is your strength in content. This is your strength in uh, con- uh, optimizations. This is how you rank in authority. And here's how you're doing in social. So I can tell really quickly, okay, so I am I have an, about the same amount of content as my competitors do, but man, they've got a ton of backlinks, their authority is really high, and I need to focus there. So all of that information is kind of crunched behind the scenes using algorithms I do not understand, <laughs> um, but they're magic. And it comes up with this opportunities feed. So you can filter that feed by content opportunities. Um, promotions opportunities, optimizations opportunities, and that'll just really quickly say, hey, here's a great idea for a piece of content. It's going to take you roughly this amount of time, and this is the keyword target that you want to aim for. Um, And then it will tell you what the value of that is. If you write this piece, you have the ability to attract X amount of people to your website a year and drive X amount of traffic value. So super easy to use, especially if you don't have a lot of time.
0: Okay. So you you talked about three different opportunities there. So yeah. content presumably is is a new page, so new page. blog post or something. Okay. Um, and then can you just talk through the, the other two optimization? I think that was one other.
1: Mm-hmm. Optimizations and then promotions opportunities. So the optimizations piece is it will look at your existing rankings and give you ideas for where you can improve them. So you've got a page that's ranking on page two or page three, And with a few tweaks, you can get it over to page one. And so then it will tell you exactly what you need to do. Add these related terms, use your keyword this amount of times, have this much content on your page, maybe answer these frequently asked questions. So it's really robust in terms of the exact things they're telling you to do. It's not going to be broad, like, you know, use your keyword one time and maybe use, you know, two or three of these related terms. Like it's very specific. You can see in the reporting down to, Um, how many times your competitors are using any given related term. So that's really helpful. It gives you the keyword density. Like, Like I said, it's a lot of data. So it has that in there. It has like high potential pages. So... Um, It might be a keyword that's crazy valuable for you. It's really relevant to your your brand, but you don't have a page that's really focused on that keyword, whereas your competitors do. So that one, it'll, it'll bump it up and say, this is one that you should focus on. So that's the optimizations piece. There's a corresponding improve my rankings tool within the software that really helps you kind of dig into that. Um, And then there's the promotions piece. And this is probably the piece that I am the least familiar with just because I don't do a lot of promotions, but we have it connected to um, like journalist pitches tools. So it'll say, Hey, this journalist writes a lot about laboratory software. And since your client does that, you might want to reach out to them and see if you can get a, you know, a feature with them or, you know, here's a guest post opportunity that might be a great fit for you. Um, The corresponding tool for that is promote my content. And I think there's about 20 different strategies that are listed in there that you can pursue. So especially for promotions folks, I think it'll it'll be really valuable to bubble up some stuff that they might not think of otherwise.
0: So it's amazing. So you, you've got a tool that, from what it sounds like, it's giving you advice based on mm-hmm. content you should create or how to drive new backlinks. Um, but it's specific to that keyword. It's looking at what competitors yeah. do. Is that, is that right?
1: yeah. It's specific to the keyword, like your seed keyword and your industry. I think that's one of the things that um, kind of sets Can I Rank apart from the other tools is that it's very focused on not only like your industry, but your website and how you compare to the other folks that are in your industry and or ranking for the terms that you're aiming for.
0: That's cool. So I mean, obviously you're working with a lot of companies and presumably talking to a lot of companies who are struggling with SEO, which is why they they come yeah. to a new vendor. Um, I, I mean, why is it that so many companies struggle so much with SEO, do you think?
1: Well, I I think as an industry, we don't do a great job for ourselves. We kind it's kind of positioned as this dark art with a lot of verbiage that some most people are just like, I don't have the time to learn another thing. Um, I think when I speak about it with Um, with new clients, with, you know, folks that I work with on my team. I like to position it as like our job as SEOs is to help a search engine do their job better. They want to give their users the very best information for their query. So as much as we can do that, provide that best information for the given query, the better we're going to rank. So like take all of the like the voodoo out of it at the end of the day we're helping a search engine do their job
0: that's that's a really cool way of looking at it and I, I mean you hear a lot about the challenge of of ranking and the number of people investing in seo i mean is it getting harder to rank
1: um i, I mean potentially i think that there's a lot of a lot more companies are adopting seo there's a lot more jobs for in-house seos i think a lot more Like compared to five years ago, 10 years ago, it is as a marketer, as a digital marketer, you're expected to know at least SEO fundamentals when you take on a job. So I think um, in that aspect, we have a lot more people with expertise that that are working for companies and working to get their companies ranking. And also, you know, SEO, it is, it's challenging. Like you'll change something on a site, you'll get a page one, it's very exciting. And then your competitor changes something and they take over your space. So it's like a constant, constant dance.
0: And I, I mean, one of the things also we hear about SEO is, is the wide range of different ways you can appear on the search results page. I, I mean, how does Can I Rank, you know, look at those different opportunities? Can it pick out um, opportunities to appear in different places rather than just the organic list?
1: There isn't right now. So um, for like, if you look at SEMrush, they've got it broken down by like the the additional features. So you've got like your featured snippet, you have, mm-hmm. or position zero, you've got, you know, image links, um, you've got frequently asked questions and Can I Rank doesn't have that yet. They have built out like a frequently asked questions module for that Improve My Rankings which I think from a content perspective is really helpful, especially if you're looking at the blank page going, I don't know how to write about this. And that's kind of a, a good jumping point there. Um, I would love to see the addition of those SERP features because I think it's... You know, we get so focused on like, I just want to get a page one ranking, which has now become, I just want to get a top three ranking. I just want to get position zero ranking. And it's like, there are so many other opportunities to catch somebody's attention. And, you know, uh, the old school marketing adage, you have to be in front of somebody X amount of times before they really recognize who you are. Um, So I think any time you can get a SERP feature is going to be valuable.
0: But of course, I guess once you start talking about those features, it then gets more complex for people who are perhaps less skilled in SEO um, to navigate. Complex.
1: Yeah, I would say I think one of the best best tools that's just out there is using a search engine. Like search your, your target keywords, search your industry, see what kind of content people are sharing, what their page titles look like, what their meta descriptions look like. If you're wondering how they got a, p- a position zero, go look at their code and just get a feel for, did they format that in a certain way? Did they say that in a certain way that made Google kind of, or a search engine in general, pay attention and give them that spot?
0: That's, that's really cool advice. I mean, it sounds it sounds in a way that you've got to replicate what Can I Rank does and look at your competitors rather than try and follow what what's deemed to be common knowledge, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's one of those like kind of, fundamental, easy things to do that people often forget about. We're so focused on the data and what the data is telling us. And it was like, you have like in real time, what a search engine feels is valuable for this query. So why not take advantage of that and see what you can learn from it? Are they looking for transactional pages, informational pages? Is this, um, are these all local businesses that are ranking for this query? So there's a lot of value that you can take from just doing a simple search.
0: Cool, and when you look at SEO, I mean, who who do you see as being responsible? Is it is it a responsibility of the SEO team? Is it people generating content? I mean, who who do you think should be driving the SEO, um, or is or is it everybody?
1: Well, I'm I'm really biased. I work with a really great team, um, and we're kind of everybody has their specialty area. I think it works best when everyone is working together. So I think, you know, you have your director of marketing or your director of SEO that's setting the strategy and then you've got your technical person making sure the website is working right, everything looks good, core web vitals are solid, all that fun stuff. You've got your content person that's saying, "Okay, what content is relevant in this industry that we can create that engages people that are searching for our keywords?" You've got your optimizations person that's you know keeping track of their rankings and looking where those opportunities are what, what can we do better here to engage people and then you've got your you know either social or promotions those kinds of folks that and everybody is working together so if i'm if i'm optimizing a page for sample tracking software I've got my content person who's writing a couple of supporting blog posts on sample tracking. So what, what does a lab need to know about sample tracking in 2021? Um, And then I've got my promotions person. Who's going to make sure that that blog post is shared in relevant LinkedIn groups or uh, you know, other forums that are out there, maybe reach out to journalists and say, hey, we're writing about sample tracking, you might be interested. So I think it works to get much better together when everybody is rowing in the same direction.
0: That's cool. I, I mean, I think one of the the challenges I see, particularly with, with our enterprise clients, is everybody wants the same thing, but quite often because of the the sheer size and complexity of the website, you've got people who are not SEO professionals generating content, maybe for blogs and things like that. I've never Um, seen that. (laughs) (laughs) What do these poor poor people do? I mean, they're not they're not SEO experts, how can they do a better job?
1: Uh, I think talk with your SEO team, Um, especially, especially if you're building out new pages for your website. Um, I think we've we have a tendency to silo ourselves specifically for for in-house SEOs. You've got your product marketing team. You've got your design team. You've got probably, you know, corporate marketing that's wanting to make decisions and like get everybody at the table, including SEO and say, okay, so we understand this is the design. We understand copy would really like this to be their H1. And here's what what we're what our data is telling us would be valuable here, because I think you can have the best design in the world, but if nobody's visiting your website, it doesn't, you know, the value there is going to be hard to sell.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think that's a great point is the people who are writing a lot of the content who aren't the experts, they actually really want people to read it. So they're they're desperate for that knowledge. Yeah. So if, if if we go back and talk a little bit about, can I rank, I mean, you talked about the different people in, you know, the, the SEO team. I, I mean, it, who is can I rank designed for? Is, is it designed for you know content specialists in the team? Is it designed for people with other roles, or maybe people who are who aren't perhaps SEO specialists?
1: It's a, it was initially designed for non SEO specialists. Um, so a lot of like we have a lot of DIY clients. We have a lot of like smaller agency clients um, because we've all been trained up on it and and understand the data that we're seeing. Like it is a you know it's kind of our go to tool for everything that we do, whether whatever department that we're in, we're using can I rank in some format during the day. Um, But I think it's especially for folks that are new to SEO or um, don't have a lot of time. I think that that's when that opportunities feed really comes into play in terms of like, here's what what the priority is right now.
0: Yeah, I, I love the fact you sit down and the tool says, this is going to give you the best bang for the buck i think that that, that's a great feature of can i rank so i I mean we've talked a little bit about the product Uh, you know it's amazing i mean i've I've had a look at it and i think there's, there's free trials on the website but is it expensive
1: um it's i don't know the price points offhand i think there's three different uh tiers um I would say compared to uh, some other tools that I use frequently, it's on the lower end of that. Um, there, Like with anything, there is a bit of a learning curve. So I would just let people know there's a learning center on each tool that's super helpful. So do take advantage of that. But I would say, you know, you'll see some SEO tools that are $100, $150 a month for a single use uh, license and that this is not that you can if you're an agency you can get your whole team on and i think it's i want to say like 200 a month but i could be wrong
0: oh so actually in terms of cost per seat it's really cheap
1: yeah
0: and you can share the
1: information so like for me for my clients we all share the same uh, access to the client data so um, because it's based on a machine learning module. Like everything, every keyword search that I do, that goes out to the whole team. So even if I'm not, if I'm working on content strategy, even if I'm not talking with the optimizations person, I can see the keywords that they're looking at and the things that they're tracking and focusing on. Same with promotions. So it can be really helpful, especially if you're, if you have a busy team, if you have a team that's distributed and your time zones don't quite match up, you still see what's going on in the client account um, in real time.
0: Awesome. Actually, one thing I love, you've only just mentioned machine learning, it seems like everybody has to mention AI and machine learning when they talk about tools. And, and you've not done it in the first answer, which is brilliant. I I mean, obviously, there's there's some AI or or learning within the tool um, in order to work out what's what's important. But I mean, it sounds to me like you kind of hide that and people don't have to worry about it. It's just about getting the results.
1: We could probably do a better job of messaging it up front. But yeah, I think my, my focus is on SEO can be really challenging and intimidating for folks that are new to it. Um, and they don't necessarily need to know what's going on behind the scenes or care to know what's going on behind the scenes. They want to know how they can get their website to rank and how they can start their organic traffic going. So I think it does a really great job of that kind of uh, demystifying SEO for folks and um, you know, finding the, like the grow my content tools, kind of our keyword research tool, great opportunities to drive organic traffic with like long tails in there. So I think that's more of the focus on like helping people feel more confident rather than like the amazing technology that's happening behind the scenes that does all this stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. And, and I mean, the, the grow my content tool, so that that's all about Uh, understanding your industry and then working out what people looking for, you know, a company like yours would be searching for.
1: Yeah, so that's, you know, again, if I'm selling software, it's going to say, okay, you're in this industry, so people are writing about cloud-based software, um, desktop software apps, um, you know, all those kinds of different things, and it's going to bubble up even those long-tail terms. So like software uh, suites for laboratories, software suites for Healthcare, things like that. So it's just kind of like Mm -hmm. a good brainstorming tool, but you also happen to get the search volume and the value um, that you might not get otherwise.
0: Amazing, that's great. So, I mean, looking forward, you know, I'm I'm interested to know what do you see as the future of SEO? Where, Where do you think the SEO industry is going? What What do people need to know to be successful in two years' time?
1: I would say to be as focused as possible on giving site visitors the best experience. So if you're writing content for a specific query, um, be very clear on the information that you're sharing. Um, there is a time to be clever, and sometimes there is a time to just give them the information. So I would say as much as possible, like increase your page engagement. Include a lot of internal links to other relevant content. That's something I think a lot of companies forget is there's no internal linking. So it's like I found this great blog post and I read it and now I'm done because there's nowhere for me to go. Um, So that's something I think that that is going to continue to be important. Um, Google tracks everything. They track your time on page. They track your bounce rate. They track your exit rate. So as much as possible, focus on how you can improve those numbers. So if you're seeing a high bounce, something's not your either your page is loading really slowly, or they're not seeing the information that they expect to see, or maybe your site design is a little bit old and needs an update. So I think just paying as much attention to the actual user experience. And I, in my belief, that will bubble up the best content on search engines.
0: That's great. That's really good advice. Um, And in terms of, of the content itself, I mean, you talked a little bit about Um, internal linking, making sure that you give someone somewhere to go after they read uh, the blog post or whatever. Is there any other tips that you have for people generating content that might help them rank a bit higher?
1: I would say I'm a big fan of the content spec. So that's a process that we use for our clients. Um, We'll spend about 45 minutes before before writing a single word on deciding what that keyword is going to be, doing research around that keyword. So, um, you know, what are the page titles look like? What kinds of pages are showing up in Google? What common terms are, so I say related terms. So what t- terms would come up naturally if I was speaking about this um, as a topic? So I, I mentioned basketball a lot as my example. If I'm talking about basketball, if I want to rank for that, I'm probably going to mention uh, Hoops and Net and B-Ball and Michael Jordan and, you know, the Boston Celtics, all these things that would naturally come up when I'm talking about the topic. So I think, you know, creating a list that content spec has a list of about 10 to 15 terms that we want to work in and then making sure that we've got really smart headers, so H2s and H3s, that are the all the content is really clearly formatted so it's easy to read. Adding images is really helpful just to kind of keep people engaged and on the page. Um, and just think about your own search experience. When you land on a website, looking for information and you see, you know, four pages of like 12 point text, (laughs) nobody, nobody wants to dig into that. You want something that's like easy to scan and that you feel engaged with. So, you know, consider your own search habits when you're doing content for your website.
0: That's that's brilliant advice. I really appreciate that. Um, I We're we're obviously coming to the end of of the session, I, I guess. Um, You know, is there anything else we should have covered or anything else you feel, you know, people should know?
1: I would say don't be intimidated by SEO. There's a gazillion guides out there that will make it seem really, really challenging. Um, But SEO, like there is a ton of marketing things that you can do. But SEO is really valuable for long term organic traffic. And I know we often call it free it isn't that. It takes time and investment and resources and strategy to get there, but it will serve you for a very long time. I've got clients that I've, I optimized their page three years ago. It's still driving the majority of their traffic today. So there's a value there.
0: Definitely. And I would say, you know, try some of the tools as well. I mean, if you look at, at Can I Rank, you know, I, I you log in, there's a free trial and um, it just says do this and things will be better. I, I think that's a, an amazing tool. It just gives you a list of things that, that, that are going to improve performance. So it's amazing. Um, this has been really good. I really appreciate your time. If people have questions, what's the, the best way they can reach you?
1: Uh, I can be reached at emma.valentiner at canirank.com.
0: That's great. Straight to the email. Yep. Straight brilliant. to the
1: email. Yeah, I'm <laughs> terrible with social media. So if you've linked in me, it could be a long time before I get back to this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Little moment
0: well, of This has been an amazing uh, discussion. I think it's really interesting and and a really challenging subject. I mean, I know lots of people struggle with SEO, particularly people who are working with it, but maybe not the professionals. So I'm sure they will appreciate it. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks very much for
1: having me. It's been great.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.